0: Is it just me, or is everything in life easier with a checklist? That proves to be especially true when you're working on something big, like getting your personal and professional finances in order. That's where Cassie comes in. If you've listened to previous seasons on our podcast, you probably know Cassie. She's a New York-based barber and self-taught financial whiz who figured out how to pay off a mountain of debt, then built a profitable business and bought a brand new car in all of a few short months. In this episode, she talks about budgets, including not only how to make one, but also actually stick with it, as well as the importance of granting yourself a little grace and making room for self-care. The resulting checklist is something anyone can use to get organized. So first off, I just want to welcome everybody to today's town hall of our financial freedom series. I'm Jamie, and I'm part of the marketing team here at Schedulicity. So today we're so excited because we are bringing back one of our favorite barbers, Cassie Kurtz, to go over your small business financial checklist. So before I hand things over to Cassie today, I wanted to go through a few things like I always do, um, just some housekeeping items. So let's go ahead and do that. So if you are not already signed up with a Schedulicity account, you can sign up at Schedulicity.com Back essentials backslash sign up and you can also watch any of our previous town halls on our site at schedulicity.com backslash essentials backslash webinars you can also register for any upcoming webinars there we have turned all of our webinars into a podcast as well so you can just pop in your headphones and or ear pods or whatever they're calling them these days and uh, listen from wherever you want if you have any questions regarding your Schedule City business account or anything that's very unique to your account, you can always reach out to our CX rock stars. They're amazing. And you can email them at support at Or if you prefer to call, you can call them at 877-582-0494. We will also be doing one of our Schedulistic Cares grant giveaways today during this town hall. So I'm so glad you are here live. Um, That is a $500 grant we are giving away. And to enter, you'll just need to fill out a form that we will link in the chat for you. And then it takes about two minutes to fill out and then just send it back to us. And we will be um, picking the winner at the end of today's Town hall. So definitely encouraging everybody to enter. And then, one last quick thing is just a little funky thing with Zoom. You'll need to send your messages. If you want um, to put anything in the chat, just remember to click the blue button that says all panelists and attendees, and that will just make sure that everybody sees your question and um, the information in the chat. So with that, I am going to pass it over to Cassie for the financial checklist for small businesses.
1: Thank you, Jamie. Hello everyone. Happy Thursday. Happy snow day to a lot of you New Yorkers and East Coasters. And for everyone who is down South or not used to the snow, I hope you're staying warm and safe and you have plenty of electricity and heat. Um, It's crazy what's going on. So if you were able to join today, I'm really grateful that you took time away from dealing with all that craziness to learn something new and let's have some fun. So, uh, Schedule C has invited me back to discuss a financial checklist for small businesses. And I want to do a quick reminder for everybody who watches my class. I give you a lot of information. This is information I have accumulated over the last decade. And I don't expect you to take it all in or implement it all immediately. So please give yourself some space to learn and be kind to yourself, right? And uh, make me the promise, and I'd love to hear in the chat as we go along one to two things that you plan to implement immediately after this class. It could be something small, it could be one big thing, whatever feels comfortable to you. And let's get started. So, I normally have a roadmap, but today we have a checklist because We have a financial checklist to go over. So this class is effectively broken down into two parts. And then, of course, always the self-care reminder at the end. Uh, The first part of this class is going to be matter. And the second part is going to be mind. I'm sure you all have an idea of where I'm going with this. So uh, feel free to comment if you have any ideas. And as we go along, I'm sure for those of you who are like, what insanity is this woman up to? I promise you, it is a part of me. It never goes away. So let's get started on part one, matter. So when I was thinking about this class, like I said, I broke it up into two parts because ultimately your finances are not just coming from one side of your brain, one side of your mind, one side of your heart, whatever you want to say uh, drives you when you make decisions for your business and yourself. Everybody likes to say, it's just, it's, it's mind over matter. It's easy. Just change your mindset. But the question that kept occurring in my head when I was going over this class was what happens when the matter affects your mind, right? And in this case, the matter being finances, which is a very real thing for many people, especially small business owners. So part one matter, let's get started. Finances and review. Where did the money go? This is a question I ask myself almost every single month, because the truth is, especially as a New Yorker, as a small business owner, and as a woman living on her own, I have no idea half the time where my money went. I think I have it. And then I don't. So money in versus money out. It's exactly as it sounds. Compare what you earn to what you spend. Right. And I know already a bunch of you are saying, but I'm a small business owner. How am I supposed to you know, compare what I earn when it changes every single month? We're going to get to that during this presentation. I absolutely promise you, I'm not coming from a place of, well, you have a consistent income. As small business owners, the likelihood is your income changes every day, every week, every month, but take an average average of what you earn, right? So you have your busier months, maybe for the holidays, for my salons. You have your slower months, maybe the summers when people are on vacation. And then you have your middle of the road months. And be very honest with yourself so that you can do yourself and your finances justice. Take your average or your middle you know, uh, income and compare it, money in versus money out. This is a question I asked actually a few people who I've helped uh, dig themselves out of debt can you afford the life that you're living? And that's not out of judgment. It's coming from a place of clarity so that you can really look at where you're spending your money and say, is this worth it? Which brings us to our next part. Everybody discusses need versus want, right? You you go to TJ Maxx. Don't at me. TJ Maxx is my place. So it's home goods. You go to TJ Maxx and you're with your best friend or your mom or your sibling and you say, I really want this. And they say, but do you need it? And that's a very fair question. When you're looking at where the money goes, you look at need versus want. But the one part that everyone seems to forget is impulse. The majority of money spent unnecessarily is impulsive. It's as simple as saying, you know, I have food in the fridge, but I really just feel like ordering in tonight or, you know, the trains are working just fine, but I don't feel like dealing with all the crazies yelling It's showtime on the A train. Again, it's not from a place of judgment, but it's so that you can honestly evaluate your finances and say, this is an impulse buy and it's taking a lot of my income away from me. Versus while this was impulsive, I really wanted it, or possibly needed it, and I just made a snap judgment or decision when purchasing it. A lot of this checklist is really about being honest with yourself, honest about your finances currently, and where you want them to be going forward. So finally, income consistency. I promised you I would talk about this. I actually hosted a poll on Instagram last week because I really wanted to learn from everybody what they want to learn about. Because I can tell you what has worked for me, but I can't speak for you when it comes to what you're struggling with or what you're hoping to learn about. And income consistency was one of the biggest things that was mentioned uh, in the questions at the end of the poll. As small business owners, especially right now, we are dealing with inconsistent income, unprecedented changes in revenue. And I can't tell you that, you know, uh, as soon as you start your financial journey, that it's going to become smooth and everything is going to stay consistent. But I can give you a couple ideas on how to retain income consistency. Um, Really, what I did when I started uh, reducing my debt and trying to become very financially healthy a few years ago was, was I looked at my budget, which we will be discussing in the next slide. And I said, every single month, I need to either pay myself or set aside X amount for these fixed bills. And then I was very honest about what I'd like to spend additionally, which is also included in your budget. And From there, I started paying myself on a bi-weekly Zelle, I guess you could call it, right? Auto deduction to pay myself. Outside of that, I did not transfer money unless it was an absolute emergency. The question we began with was where did the money go? For a lot of small business owners here, and if you feel comfortable, put it in the comments. A lot of us are LLC which means we're essentially a pass-through, right? I'm sure you learned a lot about this with Michelle. Huh. We're a pass-through. So everything our business earns, we earn. And in turn, we end up saying, well, it's going to be counted as income anyway. I might as well transfer a few hundred dollars over. Without judgment, who's guilty of that? Because I am, even to this day, occasionally I'm like, yeah, it's a hundred dollars. Can it really hurt that bad? It can if you're not being very intentional about why you're spending it. If you end up having a better month, transfer the extra money over for your savings or for your investments. But ultimately, income consistency, you can't control how much revenue your business is making, but you can control how much you pay yourself. And in the long run, you end up saving yourself a lot of money because you're not just constantly Depositing extra money as you need, as you dine out, as you go shopping. Another thing for income consistency that I want to touch on, and this is outside of the financial checklist. So I hope it's okay with schedulicity. As a former freelancer, we I dealt with so many clients not wanting to pay on time, right? Especially when you work on set. Maybe you are a um, consultant. So you work on a net 30, net 45, net 60. When it comes to income consistency, and we will discuss this again later, set those boundaries for yourself, for not for anybody else. The best definition of boundaries that I have heard, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but it gets me really excited, is boundaries are meant to keep the good stuff in and the not so good stuff out. Burnout is real, especially regarding finances. So make sure to set those boundaries. And in turn, that will help your income consistency. This was just a note for folks who work on invoice, right? For folks who use Schedulicity uh, almost 100% of the time, like I do, Schedulicity pay is great because it deposits into your bank account the next business day. So you never have to worry about client paying. Set your cancellation policies. Have a what we call on set a kill fee, a cancellation fee. Is it 50%? Is it 100%? Is it three hours before the appointment or three days? And stick to those boundaries. Because even if it happens to be a snow day and your clients decide to cancel, you will still have at least a portion of your income. And that will help contribute to the overall consistency that you see in your bank account. So on to the next slide, Jamie. Our next part of part one, creating your budget. I know this is what a lot of you are looking for because a lot of you mentioned it in the poll. And I'm really, really glad to help you out with this because it has changed my life and I hope it changes yours in all the best ways possible. Pulling money out of thin air. You feel like you've had to do that before? I do. Yeah, it, it's, it's not fun. But when you figure out where to pull money out of thin air, it's going to be mind blowing. You are going to find all these extra dollars and cents that will add up over time. So, real quick, that poll I was telling you about um, in the comments, if you feel comfortable, I want any of you to tell me if you do currently have a personal budget. You could just say yes or no. All right. So I'm not looking at the comments. I can't tell you. I'm not judging. I, I, I may be. A, we, have yeses, Jewish...
0: we have no, 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 no. Yes, no cool. Yes, cool.
1: Kind of. I'm not judging. I'm here to help you. I'm Jewish from Brooklyn. So we judge, but we do it out of love. So 58% on the poll out of hundred, I actually managed to get hundred people to answer this poll. So it made all my nerdy traction dreams come true. of you said you do have a personal monthly budget. And for everybody in the comments who said no, don't worry, because only 25% of those people out of the same 100 said that they stick to their monthly budget. That's pretty jarring when you think about it. And I really, I, I, I wanted to understand even more why so many people had a budget, but why they couldn't stick to it. And it became very clear that, again, it was a matter of of mindset and and giving yourself grace, uh, especially during such unprecedented times. We are in the middle of a pandemic, a panorama, whatever you want to call it for TikTok, Instagram, so that they don't put the little CDC ribbon at the bottom. Be kind to yourself. Do not judge yourself just because somebody else has a budget or just because you do have a budget doesn't mean that you are infallible and you are perfect and you will stick to it every single time. But it's a great starting place. Uh, real quick again, in the comments, just so that we we get an idea, uh, with Jamie being my eyes, for my business and freelance folks, which I'm assuming is most of you, right? Joining us today, how many of you have a monthly operating budget? And we know Nina Tulio is big on these operating budgets so, uh, and profit, so.
0: No, no, yes, no, no, yes, no, Oh my yes, goodness,
1: no. yeah, it's popping up on my screen now. Zoom is like, you're gonna see these comments. All right, well, only 35% of the 100 people said that they have a monthly operating budget compared to the 58% that said that they have a personal budget. So one thing I'd like to say before we continue is as small business owners, your financial health doesn't end with your business, and it doesn't end with your personal finances. And that's something to remind yourself because even if your business is doing really well financially and you're struggling, you're not going to get to enjoy the former because you're worrying about the latter. So when we develop this budget, I want you to do it with both personal and business in mind. And that's what we're going to get to right now. Why have a budget? I mean, 75% 75% of people said that they didn't stick to it anyway. So what's the point? The point is, it's a guide. It's a roadmap. I love my roadmaps. It is a roadmap to your finances. When you know your budget, you know your numbers. And I am a huge proponent of that. You get to empower yourself and make some seriously awesome decisions about your future, about your current situation. And you can do it with absolute certainty that this is the right decision for you, or at least the right risk to take. Um, Your why determines and drives everything. So why should you have a budget? Peace of mind, know your numbers and your ability to make decisions. I'd say those are three pretty awesome reasons why. What your budget should look like. Okay. Okay. I'm Getting to the good stuff now. What your budget should look like. I do, I redo, I should say, my monthly budget every other month or so, maybe every few months if I get a little busy. Why? Because like the next line says, budgets are written on paper, not stone. They are not carved in stone. Your budget can change. It can change for the better and sometimes it can change for the worse. For example, I'm just putting out round numbers. My budget in December of 2020, I wrote it out. I have it here in my notes. In December of 2020, let's say it was $5,000 for personal and business. That was my overhead. That's my break-even at bare minimum. February, this month of 2021, I went back and redid my budget and it was 3,500. Again, these are example numbers. That then told me that I have the ability to take that $1,500 extra as long as my money in matches my money out, right? Because December may have been higher, but I may have made more in December. So I still have to look at those two numbers. But theoretically, that $1,500, I can put towards an extra car payment. I could put towards a vacation. I could put towards investments, stocks, my retirement fund. I have the power now by knowing those extra numbers, or I can simply sock it away and save it in case next month is slower. But it gives me ultimately the knowledge and the ability to say, I have this extra money. What can I do with it to make my future better? So what your budget should look like. And I'm going to pull this up so that I can tell you based on the budget I have written exactly what it should look like. Also, side note, Jamie, if you want to drop it in the comments now, but we'll also have it at the end of the presentation in case you miss it. I'm inviting all of you just to give me your your name and your email. And in exchange, I will send you, uh, actually, it will pop up immediately, a free PDF checklist of everything that we are going over of what your budget should look like. And yes, a final uh, box on the checklist does say have a glass of wine because it should be in your budget. You didn't think they gave me the wine goblets for no reason on the flyer, did you? So creating your budget, what it should look like. Your budget should really have three sections to it. It's going to be personal. It's going to be business. And it's going to be other. Personal. Home rent. Home utilities. uh, Transportation health insurance or healthcare, right? Some of you may have monthly medications or necessary physical therapy. We work with our hands and our bodies a lot as uh, service providers. These are considered necessities, right? Need versus want versus impulse. We're not even putting impulse on the budget line. That's necessities. Uh, Personal, right? Uh, Personal uh, wants versus needs so now we're on wants subscriptions ipsy anyone right uh dining out uh whereas groceries sorry forgot that would be under necessities groceries at your home in your home are one thing dining out with friends is another thing right want versus need so once you get past the personal um oh and also under want i have a who's told you wine? it should be in the budget. Then you move on to business. And again, it's going to be separated within business between necessity and want. Business necessities, rent, utilities, um, your back bar, your program for scheduling, like Schedulicity, right? Your uh, average costs for uh, your credit card processing fees. Jerry actually just sent out one of his wonderful newsletters today, his do now, where he uh, created with the Schedulicity team, a nice template uh, calculator so that you can process how much your credit card processing fees are costing you. These are all things to build into your budget. Will they fluctuate slightly? Absolutely. But you at least have a baseline. Business uh, needs also could include marketing or required continued education. I see you, California. Your required continued education is wild and I love it because I'm in New York. Uh, <laughs> business wants, uh, you know, maybe you want to get the nicer bags for products, right? Even though the current craft paper bags you're using are just fine, maybe you want to you know, get the nice cloth handle ones. That one's a little bit of a gray area. I totally understand. Um, New clothing for work. Do you really need it? Or do you just want to have new clothing? Um, And perhaps, I don't know, a neon light. Don't look at me. I have two. So I'm not judging you. If you want a neon light, get you a neon light, but make sure it's in the budget, right? So. Personal, business, necessities, wants. This will all be in the checklist. This will all be in the template once you sign up. There, the examples will be underneath it. Yes, I promise you. So then we go on to other, right? And, and what is other? Other does not mean it's any less important, but it's just something else that you need to factor into your line items of your budget. Your credit card monthly minimum payments. Say that 3 times fast with me. Wow. Your monthly minimum credit card payments. This is the baseline of what you should be paying on your credit cards. Now, in my other financial classes, I do discuss debt reduction and different ways to do that, but at the end of the day, whether it's Chase where their minimum might be $29, Amex where it may be 35, Barclays you know, $30, you need to add up all those minimum monthly payments. So at the very least you can pay that each month. Um, On a personal note, I was $68,000 in credit card debt at one point, five years ago, I was 25 and I was in $68,000 of credit card debt, not student loans, nothing else. So I understand the frustration that comes with financial debt. And I understand sometimes you can't meet even those minimum payments, but I hope by creating this budget, no matter what, you will be able to meet those minimum payments because you deserve peace even when things might get a little stressful. And finance is the number one stressor in my opinion. So if you at least get some peace and clarity from this, then my job is done. So moving on to other. Minimum credit card monthly payments. Say that. Student loan payments. Some of you, they may have been deferred if they were um, federal. Hopefully they were. Uh, For those of you who are now related to Aunt Sally Mae, I apologize. She's a terrible relative. Um, Car notes. I have a car. I have to pay my monthly payment. That is included. My car insurance, right? I technically put that under... Business because um I use it to get to a lot of work events and to get to work and all, all of that. So my CPA told me put that under my business budget line. Um any other installation payments? My lovely couch. I didn't want to pay for this up front. So I created an ins- uh, installment loan via afterpay. And that does reflect on your credit, by the way. So the minimum monthly payment for this was I think $85. That would be a part of your minimum payments. All of these things, car note, installment loans of any sort, student loans, credit card minimum payments, these can go under your other. And then everybody's favorite line item, additional spending. I need you to be so honest with yourself about this. Just because you're creating a budget doesn't mean that you have to stop living life. I learned that. I've been there. I've done that. I started saving. I started debt reduction. And I thought that meant every single dollar, every penny had to go towards reducing debt. And that meant that I could not go out. I could not do self-care things, uh, self-care routines, which was another question, how to create a budget while still maintaining self-care routines. You still need to take care of yourself. And if that means seeing people for dinner once a week or once a month whatever that may look like if that means investing in nice beauty products because they help make your skin feel good and it's something that you have a ritual doing in the morning or the evening that grounds you those are not impulsive those are a part of your mental health and your well-being and that is completely valid um just because it's written on paper, right? Budgets are written on paper not stone. It's not etched in. It can change month to month. Hell, some, sorry, language, some months you may save money and other months you may spend it. Look at the four months we were inside for stay at home here in New York and even longer in California. I bet you saved a lot of money, not taking Ubers, not dining out as frequently, not getting drinks with friends. Some months you will save money and naturally and easily. And other months you're going to spend it. And that's okay because that's living life. Um, I see, oh, here we go. And then finally, goal setting, pulling money out of thin air. So now you've found some extra cash, right? You've you've decided what your need versus your want versus your impulses. You've gone ahead and you've created a budget. You've created a line item for additional spending. And let's say in a perfect world, you still have some extra money left over. Or maybe in the future you will, because now you have a plan and you have a way to reduce your spending. I see something about no checklist. I am definitely will get back to you guys. If you signed up on the website, it should have taken you immediately to the checklist page. So uh Jamie, if you want to drop that link again, if not everyone, you can reach out to me personally on Instagram it'll be at the end of the presentation and I'll make sure to send you the link as well. Thanks for your patience, Jennifer. So uh, goal setting, I love goal setting because I want you to dream big, not so astronomically big that you get down on yourself when it doesn't happen in a day or so. However, I want you to dream so big that, you know, exactly what you want. Do you want to have a retirement account set up and, and funded by the time you're 40? Do you want to buy a house? Do you want to, uh, invest in new tools or new stations or new decor for your business? Uh, I think I said, home ownership, car ownership, all of these things are possible. Taking yourself and your mother or your, your spouse on a whirlwind vacation around, you know, Fiji and the tropics, as soon as you start having a budget, you can start planning for goals and you can take honest steps towards them, but be realistic in the sense of, obviously you can't have your retirement funded within two months, but you can take steps within the next two months to make sure that you have your retirement funded maybe in the next 10 years. The problem is, is we, we take these big goals and these big dreams and we say, well, it didn't happen. So it was a silly idea anyway, but I want you to break these things down into smaller steps and into attainable goals so that when you do have the extra money, you do have that extra budget line available. You can start taking maybe that minimum credit card monthly payment that's now paid off and you can put it towards one of those goals that you've decided for yourself. And now we're gonna move on to part two, mind. Giving grace. Uh, Yes, thank you, Jamie. Yeah, everyone at the end, I promise you, uh, we will figure out exactly what's going on. I'm going to totally admit, I just set it up specifically for this class. So I had something to give you all. So I promise you, you will get it. It's, It's not for naught. So speaking of giving grace, <laughs> part two, mind. So we've discussed the matter at hand. We've discussed the, the financial matter and how we can take honest steps to really get to financial health and financial resilience. And anybody who's taken my class before knows I am really big on mental health as well, because you can have all the financial health in the world, but if you are stressing yourself or getting down on yourself, it's not worth it. And and this comes from a, a personal experience. So this next half of the class is going to discuss, you know, aspects of finances, but also how it can affect your mental health. First part, global pandemic. I want you all after this class, or even right now, if you can toggle the tabs of Zoom and Google, COVID-19 disrupted the world economy. And you will find dozens of reports on how this affected the world. It affected major, major businesses that have millions and billions of dollars in backing and orders and inventory. And we we are the small businesses of our country and we are still hanging on. And I want you all to give yourself grace and understand you are still here, whether you're breaking even, you're in the red or you're in the black, you are still here and you are still showing up to work every day. This global pandemic has literally upended everyone's finances. So some months, the next line, you are going to spend money. I said this to you earlier, but I want to reiterate it. Some months you are going to spend money and other months you are going to save, especially when we have politicians and doctors and medical professionals coming on TV one day saying, if numbers don't go down, we're going to be back where we were a year ago versus other days where they come on TV and say, don't worry, the vaccines are rolling out. We're doing great. Our clients are just like the stock market. They're going to react to the news, the information they're being given. It is no reflection on you or your business. As long as you are keeping yourself and your clients safe, you are doing everything right. But it's still human emotion involved during this pandemic and that affects our business and it affects our finances. The next line is experiences versus materials. Neither one is wrong. I really, I don't do well when people speak in absolutisms when it comes to what really boils down to a personal preference. Um, Experiences versus materials. Give yourself grace. Again, like I said earlier, some months you spend, some months you save. Sometimes you are going to spend a lot of money on a shiny pair of shoes because they make you happy. And that's absolutely okay sometimes on really expensive skincare, like I said, or a really nice gym membership, because you know, you're going to go every single day and it's going to not only make you fit, it's going to make you mentally happy. And some of you are spending money on experiences, classes, education online, right? Boot camps, um, travel, as long as you can do it safely. Give yourself grace and accountability. This was actually meant to be on the next slide. That was my oopsie, but Uh, We're going to get to that in one moment because uh, I'm really excited to talk about uh, accountability. However, I will say this, be accountable for your decisions, but don't be harsh on yourself. Don't, Don't come from a place of judgment, come from a place of grace. You may have spent extra money, excuse me, or more money than you would have liked, but that's okay because say it with me. It's written on paper, not on stone. Now, this isn't an excuse for you to just go and spend like like crazy, but I do think everything in moderation is fine. I think just like a lot of crash diets, if you try to crash budget, you're going to end up hurting your finances, uh, at least in the short term, a lot more than you would if you plan for the long run, for the long term. So finally, for part two, We have braving the situation. Oh, sorry, Jamie, if you could go to the next slide. There we go, braving the situation. Um, For any of you who uh, know of Dr. Brené Brown, she is phenomenal, she is a wonderful speaker. I cannot recommend her enough if you need a pick-me-up. She is just fantastic. Uh, Braving the situation. This is something that Dr. Brene Brown came up with when it came to self-trust. And the reason why I bring this up and included this in this series, in this checklist, is I want you to treat this just like your budget. I want you to have a checklist for braving the situation because you need to be able to trust yourself. You need to be able to trust your financial decisions. You need to be able to trust when you decide to purchase something or let go of something Because if you don't, you're going to give yourself so much more grief uh, than you deserve. So braving the situation. I actually uh, wrote down the ones uh, specifically that pertain to this presentation, but there are a couple other letters missing. Boundaries. We spoke about this earlier when it comes to clients and retaining, uh, remitting payment from them. However, create honest boundaries with yourself for your spending. This is the most important thing out of the entire checklist. I mean, the budget is absolutely important too, but if nothing else from this presentation, please write these things down. Boundaries, create them. Boundaries are meant to keep the good in and the bad out, right? That's the whole idea. You are allowed to spend money as long as it fits within your budget and it brings you joy and it brings you mental peace but also don't let people push you into spending money that you don't need to. It is okay to say no. It is okay to say no thank you without explanation. And that is just a fact. Reliability. It speaks for itself again. Be reliable to your word, which also goes with integrity, right? We were talking about goal setting earlier and attainable goals are right here. Reliability accountability, which was in the last slide, integrity. These are all things that you can do so that at the end of the day, there's a difference between, I just really wanted to make that purchase versus, oh my gosh, I keep doing this. I'm so frustrated at myself. Why can't I just stick to what I say I'm going to do? What's wrong with me? As long as you make attainable goals and you are accountable for it, get yourself an accountability partner could be a friend, a cousin, a, a coworker, get an accountability partner who's going to lift you up and, but still hold you accountable. And as long as you have integrity and you can rely on yourself, you say that you're going to set this goal and you show up. And I don't care if it's you saying that you're going to save hundred dollars over the next two months. If you save those hundred dollars over the next two months, you to me are reliable. You to me have integrity And it doesn't matter if it's a small goal or a large one when it comes to your finances, to your business or personal finances, you have attained a goal that you set for yourself. And the final line, saving doesn't equal elimination. Say it with me. I know you're all on mute, but please, just because you save money does not mean you are eliminating the things that you enjoy in life. I have a serious Haagen-Dazs issue. I love Haagen-Dazs and they have a racket going on here in Brooklyn, New York. It is $6 for a pint of Haagen-Dazs at the bodega, which is our local corner store. So what did I do? I didn't give up the ice cream because let's be honest, I would be a terrible person without it. However, I took a step back and I reimagined what I can do with something that I enjoy but is costing me way too much money per month. I'm not even going to tell you how much I spent it's like around $46 per month. I'm not proud. I'm really not. And I saw when I went food shopping at my local food bazaar, is what we call it. You may have ShopRite, Stop and Shop, Publix for the win. Occasionally they have a sale of three of those for $10. I'm not allowed to buy three of them because they will be gone within three hours. However, by buying even just one, because they don't require you to buy all three, I have saved almost 50% of what I would normally spend, but I still get to enjoy the same snack, the same ice cream that I love. It could be the same thing where maybe Sephora has a sale and they have your favorite skincare on sale or target, right? Um, saving does not equal elimination. This was one of the biggest questions as part of the poll. How do I budget in self-care? How do I still keep living life while creating a budget? It's not set in stone. And just because you're creating a budget doesn't mean you have to eliminate the things that you enjoy. It just means that you have to be reliable and have integrity and hold yourself accountable when it comes to making decisions about where you spend your money. And with that being said, for those of you who have been with me before, of course, I have to do the self-care reminder uh, when Jamie has a chance to go to the last slide. Well, my last slide. Thank you. I want you all to remember, I will never stop, stop reminding you of this because you can do all the financial checklists. You can do all the tax returns. You, you can you know uh, figure out your profit margins at work but you need to take time for self-care. That's number one. So do not forget, take time for self-care. Number two, your emotions are valid. You are allowed to be frustrated. You are allowed to be joyous, but no matter what, do not negate them. Three, I know it's a little small, but please make a dent every day. And some days you might not be up for it and that's okay too. Four, you can't change what you've already done. You can't, I mean, unless you have a DeLorean and I would gladly pay to rent it for a day. You can't change what you've already done. But five, you can make your future incredible. And that's why I do wanna get you guys this template. I am so excited to hear who won the Schedulicity giveaway, the, the $500 grant, because these are things that can immediately make your future incredible. So with that being said, thank you all so much for joining me today. Uh, these are all uh, my Instagrams, believe it or not. The Beyond the Beard and CK Makeup NYC ones are the easiest to reach me, beyondthebeardnyc.com backslash hello. If anybody was having an issue with that link, try the www dot in front of it. I don't know why uh, Squarespace has been a little wonky with that recently, so I do apologize. But again, if you shoot me a DM, you shoot me an email, through the website, anything like that. I'm more than happy to just send a PDF your way. Um, it's something that I took some time to create and I really hope it helps you as much as it's helped me along the way. And also I am doing an Instagram live on Monday, this Monday, at, I believe 7 p.m. Eastern time discussing more money uh, with uh, Ms. Astoria. So I hope you guys can join me there because we'll keep this conversation going when it comes to money. And with that being said, thank you all so much. And I'm going to hand it back to Jamie.
0: Thank you so much, Cassie. So yeah, if anybody has any questions, go ahead and pop them in the chat. And we will ask those to Cassie. Um, But while we wait for you guys to send in your questions, I do want to go ahead and let you all know the winner of today's grant giveaway. And if you didn't have a chance to enter Just a reminder you can always join um, upcoming town halls because we do give one live attendee a grant each town hall. So today's winner, I'm so excited to congratulate Mark um, Neidenreap. I'm so sorry if I just totally butchered your last name. And he is with Sellsward Barber Co. So congrats to Mark. We're so excited for you. And we'll be reaching out after today's town hall to let you know um, how we will be getting you your grant. And then also, everybody, just wanted to thank you so much for joining. Do feel free to join our next town hall, Financial Freedom, with Michelle Cook. We are bringing her back uh, next week for a Q&A session. So that'll be Monday, March 22nd. So thank you again, Cassie, for being here and all your great info. Let's see. I haven't seen yeah. any questions come in, but we'll stick around for a little bit just to see If any do, um, people are always wondering if there's a replay. Yes, we do a follow-up email after today's town hall, where we will be linking you or sending you the link to a replay. So in case you missed some of the intro stuff, uh, you can watch again. And then Cassie, if you, um, So I think people were having trouble once they went to the link, the Beyond the Beard. Do they scroll down and that's where they enter their info? Yeah, so when you go to the Beyond the Beard, uh, sorry, if you're doing it from your mobile, I should
1: have mentioned that. It it creates it into like, you know, for an iPhone or an Android, a more uh, skinny uh, vertical version of it. So you just scroll down and right at the bottom, there's the um, sign up here, you know, to get your PDF. It will prompt the page where it will show the checklist. And then if you click on the image, it will open it up in a whole new window so that you can save or download it.
0: Great. Okay. So that makes more sense. I think people were looking for a button um, on that page, but just like Cassie said, if you scroll down, you'll see the boxes to enter your name and email, I believe. And then um, that'll send that over to Cassie. Okay. It's looking like people got it. (laughs) Great.
1: Yay. Um, Okay. Sorry, guys. I thought about putting it at the top, but then I was like, oh my gosh, it looks so cumbersome. That's (laughs) the web designer in me. And that's my fault because we're so used to get on there. We got three minutes to eat and wash our hands and call back 12 (laughs) clients. So um, yeah, I should have just put that at the top. My apologies. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay, so I do have Jenna here. It looks like she has a raised hand. Jenna, I'm going to allow okay. you to talk uh, if you want to ask Cassie her, um, your question.
1: Hi, I think this is for
0: Schedulicity in general. Cassie, thank you for all your information.
1: You're amazing. Um, I, well, thank I want, you. <laughs> if we are allowed to add pictures yet to our Schedulicity email blasts,
0: so right now, Jenna, that is something that um, is not available, um, but something that we do want to have you guys have access to. So mm-hmm. I can um, send that over to our support rock stars and they can give you a better timeline on to when that will be available. Great. Thank you all so much. Yeah. Thanks Thank for being here, Jenna. For sure. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you. Okay, and then Stephanie, it looks like you have a question. I'm going to allow you to talk. You should Hi. be there. Yeah, Hi, great. Stephanie. Hi, Cassandra. I was wondering Hi. if you like to do your budget by hand, just writing everything out, or do you use some
1: kind of program to kind of- I, uh, that's a great question. I personally love doing everything by hand. Um, there was something I, I read or heard years and years ago where it was like, when you write something down, you tend to remember it more. Um, I also fun fact for anybody watching this Am, however you'd like to call it, but I am numerically dyslexic numbers bounce around a lot for me. So it's very easy. Whereas I can type about 90 words per minute. Uh, I'm, I'm very lucky for that. When it comes to typing numbers, uh, Jamie as my witness, I will say, I just tried calling you twice and I I dialed the wrong number entirely, even though it was right on the screen. So I like writing it down just so that I can keep doing the math. I can always uh, cross something out or add something in. But I'm going to show you just so hopefully you could see. I write it all down. But what I did was I took my actual budget and I turned it into the checklist for you guys. So uh, for some folks, they may like an Excel spreadsheet. I have a couple of friends who I've worked with who like to use Excel, uh, Google Drive, right? You can always do a spreadsheet in Google Drive so that you constantly have it with you and you have it in the cloud and you can compare. Uh, But for me, I, I do like to handwrite. Yes. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for being here today.
0: All right. So I am just going to let you all know that um, Cassie gave her info here on the slide. So um, do reach out to her if you have any other questions. And then feel free to join any of our upcoming um, future financial freedom series town halls. So thank you again, Cassie. And thank you so much, everybody, for being here. I hope everybody has a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Gadulicity there's one thing I took away from Cassie today. It's that you can make small changes immediately and that those small changes can and will add up even if they don't seem like they will right now. There's something to be said for embracing little wins, especially in these uncertain times. Join us next time for even more advice for financial freedom. Until then, get cracking on that checklist.